Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning and welcome to Nap Week Talks. It gives me great pleasure to be here with you this morning as your host. I'm Jada Williams and I just have to ask you, just like the commercial just said, please follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you're hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, for we are more than just the voice. We are the voice in construction. The best way to get in contact with us is also to head over to our website at www.nabwick.org and engage with us. You can check out our different meetings, our calendar, and the best way to connect with your next, our local NABWIC member. You can also, don't forget to click that Join Now button. Yep, the easiest way to become one of our newest members is to click the Join Now button, and we'd love to see you at our next national event, which, thanks for asking, is coming up this week. Yep, roads lead to Jersey. So you definitely want to go to our website and check out all of the things that's going on in NABWIC world. But you already know we have an action-packed show planned for you this morning. We have in the studio no other than our very own, the master builder herself, Ms. Ann McNeil of Nabwick. And we have Ursula Odom of Sula 2, Jackie Perry of JPN Associates, and I think we have our one of our newest co-hosts hanging around as well, Mr. Gerald Barnes, with us. And our special guest. Um, good morning, Anne. How are you? <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, Jada. I tell you all the time, if I were any better, I'd be you. And today is no different. I'm very excited, Jada, as we prepare to go to New Jersey for our NABWIC mid-year. It's going to be an exciting opportunity for our friends and our members, our sponsors, our partners to connect with us in New Jersey on the 23rd of June. But I'm also excited, Jada, to listen to our podcast today and really interact with our special guests. But I want to continue to remind all of our listeners, and you've said it over and over, that we are not just the voice 
of black women in construction, I contend that we are the voice of the industry. And then people ask me why, how do you how do you say that? And 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 my response data is because we say so. We say so and if you say it long enough, yes. not only will not only will you begin to believe it, but others will too. And I just was reminded that our vision, our vision, our vision for the National Association of Black Women in Construction is to continue to build lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals like our special guest today that will continue to provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in the construction industry and our respective communities. And, Jada, I'm going to wrap up with this. I had the pleasure yesterday to speak with a group of about 100 uh, black students as members of Junior Achievement. And I have never been so more inspired when I think about the future for this industry in construction. And when I think about all of the many sectors and areas that our students can go into, I'm excited to hear from Robin today as she shares with us her experience in the industry and also with many of the agencies that she's worked with. And that was basically my message to many of the students on yesterday because many of them will go on to college, but many of them will not. And so I think we have one of the most honorable industries that we can share with the world. So, Jada, let's, as always, let's get this party started. Yes, indeed. Let's get this party started. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and Knapwick's going to come back, and we're going to talk with Ms. Robin Thorne, founder of Demo Chicks and CEO of CTI Environment, after this quick commercial break. It's going to be a red-hot summer night at the Marriott Courtyard in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Wear red and join the National Association for Black Women in construction for an unforgettable night of connection and collaboration at our mid-year reception and networking party. Calling all builders, architects, suppliers, bankers, and industry professionals. Let's come together under one roof and unlock a world of possibilities. Shake hands and make plans. Network with the metropolitan area's finest in construction. Meet fellow construction experts. Exchange ideals and build valuable relationships that can propel your business to new heights. Forge partnerships. Find potential collaborators and discover exciting opportunities. Delicious food and drinks available at the Marriott Bistro, Restaurant, and Bar. Share a meal, raise a toast, and enjoy the vibrant atmosphere of camaraderie and collaboration. It's a vibe with DJ Honest D. Dance to the rhythm of success with live music and entertainment that will keep the energy soaring throughout the evening. Unwind, let loose, and celebrate the achievements of NABWIC and our dynamic industry. We want to see you there. Don't miss out on this remarkable event. Mark your calendars and get ready to network and grow with us at the NABWIC's Mid-Year Reception and Networking Party. Secure your spot now and be a part of this transformative experience. Tickets available on Eventbrite 
backslash 2023-midyear reception. Be sure to follow hashtag EmpowerBillProsper and at NABWIC on social media to learn more. And we're, and we're back. I'm over here talking away, a little microphone difficulties. You know, it's live radio. But just like the commercial said, we want to see you there. The dates are this Friday, June 23rd, for our mid-year reception, where you can meet and greet network, just like the commercial said. But most importantly, members and our new members, and especially you listening in, we want your voice to be heard at our NABWIC meetings that will be held on the 24th, Saturday morning. So come prepared, and you can always check out all the details and get registered on eventbrite.com or just head over to our website at www.nabwick.org. So in the studio this morning, we do have our own very special guest, Nabwick Talks with Ms. Robin Thorne, who is the founder of Demo Chicks and CEO of CTI Environment. Ms. Robin Thorne is a chemical engineer and advocate for women in non-traditional careers. In 2009, she started CTI, a firm providing engineering, environmental, safety, and construction management services, and currently serves as the CEO. CTI has held contracts with the U.S. Department of Forestry, the U.S. Department of Justice, and the list goes on. Ms. Thorne uses her platform um, as a business owner to uplift others and loves to speak to expiring entrepreneurs. So get your notepad out and your pens ready. Good morning, Ms. Thorne. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show this morning. Me and Miss Jackie, we get to be a little soccer-ish in the background as we're researching our guests and getting to know you a little bit more as we're communicating, setting up the show. How about in your own words, tell us how it is that you came to do what it is you're doing today because you are an amazing person just looking you up. Well, I appreciate that. I always say that I got to do what I'm doing today is because I always say yes, <laughs> and I'm, you know, very curious. You know, I started out, always say I'm a girl from Philly, North Philly, you know, grew up in Philadelphia. I'm now on the West Coast and decided to pursue my passion of love and math and being interested in science and you know, got my engineering degree and didn't think that I would be in a business, an engineering business, although I come from, you know, a family of entrepreneurs, being curious and taking advantage of opportunities. You know, I find myself here today. So after graduating from college, I I worked for many years and just was always curious about how to make things better, you know, how to get some freedom versus always having a clock in for someone else. And so that's how I came to be in my own business and just really excited about, you know, where I'm heading. That's usually how most of us get started with our journey in entrepreneurship, with just wanting that control of our own freedom. So what does the day-to-day look like for you now? Every day is different. 
you know, a lot of my, of course, I have to, it's very important to keep a, a, a schedule. If it's not on a calendar, then it doesn't exist. But I, I just, you know, I have my plans for the day. I'm going to go in the office. I'm going to respond to, you know, inquiries, follow up on, you know, contacts that I made at different networking events. And then I can go in the office and one phone call could change the direction of my day, right, whether it's a, a new client or an issue on a project. So every every day is different. Like right now we have a couple interns starting. So after this call, when I go in the office, I'll be doing some training. So it, it just varies day to day. I could be out in the field, you know, overseeing a project, or I, I could spend my whole day in the office. Love it, love it, love it. So you mentioned you get to go, you get to be out in the field and in the office, plus audience, family. Just remember, if you want to engage in the conversation, don't be shy. Go ahead and press 1 on your phone now or drop your comments on their different social media platforms that you may be listening in on, and we will make sure we get your question or comment heard. So you get the pleasure of being out in the field and in the office as a leader and inspiring your team. Um, how do you transition both of those roles? Well, it's, it just happens. <laughs> like what, what the day calls for, right? Um, and it just depends. Like we have three divisions. We have the environmental division where we do testing, so I'm not actually out doing the testing, and I typically don't show up on those jobs. So we have highly qualified people who can execute on that. But if it's a new project, like we have a a demolition contract with a, a local military base, and they're a new client. And so I want to become more familiar with that operation. I want to connect with the folks that are running that project, um, the contracting officers, so I'll find myself on that location. Or if we have a construction management project, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, engaging with the client, that they see that I'm interested, like I'm vested in what's happening there. We don't, you know, just have staff there working, but I'm concerned about what's going on, so I'll show up there. And then in the office, I mean, I, I spend, I would say I spend about 50% of my time in the office, and I should actually be out in the field more because it's really important for our clients to see us out you know, and be able to interact and engage with us because it's not always about just doing business, but it's about connecting with people and showing that you care and you're concerned about what's happening on their projects. It's that human touch that's really important as a leader. It definitely is. And uh, I got a big star written down by that. So, family, I know you got that. Stay connected. It's really important to connect with your people and for your clients to see, you know, you're out there and, and for them to know who you are. But you did mention you have three divisions in your company. You have the environment side. You have your construction management side. I don't think I caught the last one. But could you share with us how that journey was for you building up Demo Chicks? Oh, absolutely. I, I love to talk about Demo Chicks because it was just such an inspirational time in my life. We had a, a, a project where we demolished a federal prison in 2018, and I was out on that job site 
probably 30% of the time. And what I saw, I was just really amazed. Um, there were about 120 structures, some one- and two-story buildings, above-ground storage tanks, and we were paying our general laborers $40 an hour. And and I look at that because we know not everyone's going to get a, a four-year degree or go to college and get a professional degree, but they could still make a decent living and take care of their families. And then I, I looked at the whole process, and I saw that it was a curriculum, right? Because when I talk about the project, people were very interested. And, um, you know, you look at it from a procurement standpoint, um, testing, the the abatement, the demolition, the recycling of materials. And I thought this could be a curriculum. How could I get more people to learn about the demolition industry? But I didn't stop there because I figured that wasn't enough, right? So as an engineer, I said, well, they need to know about engineering. They need to know about demolition. And I said, well, why don't I just start this organization and talk about women in non-traditional careers? And that's how Demotix was born. Beautiful, beautiful. I love the story. And, yes, women in non-traditional careers. And just looking up Demo Chicks, um, your nonprofit organization, you built it up to where you give out scholarships? Yes, we um, we do a lot because that's just who I am. can't do just one thing. And so we have, we have programs where girls in K through 12, participate in hands-on experiments. So like for architecture, they'll do marshmallows and toothpicks. For chemical engineering, they'll make fizzy lemon soda. And we we feel it's really important for them to have the hands-on experience so that they remember. And it's also important for them to see women who look like them in these professions. So we have the hands-on experiments for the younger students. And then for the college students up to five years, we provide mentoring, and then for college students, we provide scholarships. Love it, love it, love it. So not only these hands-on workshops, you're offering mentoring and scholarships. Now, the hands-on workshops that you host, are, are these throughout the year? Are these summer programs? Well, that is still evolving. I mean, we started um, just going in the classrooms and then COVID hit. And then we, at that time, we developed a year-long program where we had monthly workshops and people were finding out about our workshops on social media and just are promoting it. And then that evolved into having requests from different organizations for us to come and do a workshop. So anytime throughout the year, if someone wants a workshop, we're available to go into, you know, their classrooms, if it's a mentoring program, if it's a summer program, we show up. I love it. I'm like over here teasing from ear to ear behind the microphone because it's such a beautiful thing and music to my ears to hear programs for young women or young girls um, in non-traditional roles and, and how you're so hands-on with the workshops and offering mentoring and scholarships. You have a lot of things going on. So we're going to continue to get to know you more, Ms. Robin Thorne. Um, but we're going to take a quick commercial break so you can catch your breath before we get more into your business <laughs> this morning on NAPWIC Talk.
We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, we are back, and now big news that you can absolutely use. We are leading all roads to New Jersey to our NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, mid-year meetings. You can find us there. This Friday, June 23rd, we will be hosting our annual mid-year reception. So please go ahead and register. And we want to see you for our national meetings on June 24th, Saturday morning, so we can hear your voice and so you can become one of our newest members. We'd love to hear from you and engage. So all the information is, of course, on our website at www.nabwick.com. Or, or you can go ahead and pull the trigger, trigger, going over to Eventbrite, register for the different events, and all of the hotel information is there for you as well. So, Nabwick, we are back this morning as we talk to Ms. Robin Thorne, who is the owner and CEO of Demo Chicks and CTI Environment. Welcome back, Ms. Robin. So you've been sharing with us your experiences and your journey with Demo Chicks and inspiring us all this morning. But before you could start your nonprofit organization, you had to have your own self-development, get your experiences in there as an engineer. Share with us what was that like um, coming up as an engineer, engineer, um, you know, in a non-traditional role as a black female? That's a that's a really interesting question because I I just did it. Like I didn't I didn't think a lot about it. I chose a path and I continued in that direction. And as I look back I realized the obstacles. Like they were there but I, I wasn't focused on them or I didn't I didn't follow the obstacles. You know, I didn't I didn't focus on it. I, I tend to just keep moving forward because I knew what my goal was. And one, it was to become a chemical engineer, so all the challenges associated with school, with with the education being the most challenging because it was a very difficult curriculum. And then as I found myself in my business, the focus was to get contracts. And the path to getting contracts was doing a lot of networking, doing a lot of research, you know, attending a lot of events. And so that's what I did. I, you know, I just really stayed focused on it, not really acknowledging the obstacles or challenges. 
But when um, I talk to new entrepreneurs and they ask me, well, how did you handle it when things weren't flourishing or you weren't getting contracts or there was no cash flow? And I you know, always say I wish I had journaled or taken better notes because I don't know exactly what I did. I know I just kept moving forward. You know, it's just have a target, a goal, and keep working towards it. And that's what I did. You had that that laser beam of focus and eyes on the prize. So I just love your commitment um, and resilience there. But along the way with um, starting your businesses, were there any resources that you gravitated to? In, in the beginning, I, I wasn't very strategic, um, but I, I, I engaged in a lot of, with a lot of organizations. So one of the organizations I connected with was like NAMAC, which is the National Association of Minority and Minorities in Construction, different primes that had workshops. And it's interesting because looking back, a lot of the information that I was obtaining, I, I, I didn't have anything to do with it because I didn't have business, right? So as we started to grow, you know, it's like, oh, that's what they meant by that or you know, then you started to recall on information and resources that you come across along the way. Yes, but in the beginning, I I just showed up for everything. But that I mean that that was good. The value in that is that I met a lot of people, and then like five years later, six years later, they say, "Oh, you're still around." So I've had opportunities because someone. Um, he said, you're still here, you're, you're trying, you haven't given up, we want to give you a chance. So it, it wasn't wasteful time to do a lot of the networking and showing up everywhere. I mean, it paid off. But I would recommend for a person to be a little more strategic in the beginning, um, having a plan of where they want to go. And, right. And Right, right. That. But it sounds like you made yourself a staple in the um, industry network that you were wanting to be in. So we are at all events and everything, but like you said, we come with a plan with our goals and our, and our ideal clients and all these things in mind. But sometimes, like you said, you just get in there and the most natural connections just happen and you just take off from there. Um I know we have in the studio this morning, I don't want to hog you all to myself, we have Ms. Ursula Odom and Ms. Jackie Perry in the studio um, this morning. Good morning, Ms. Jackie. How are you? While her mic is being unmuted, um, we also have Ms. Ursula Odom of Sula, too, that paints our beautiful pictures with all of your magical words, dropping nuggets on our family this morning. Good morning. Uh, there are a couple of things that were said, and it's storming here, so I, I, I don't know if I can be heard that well, but one of the things that you said is that you wish that you had taken notes, and that is a wonderful comment because you're doing some great things, and when we look back on our lives, it, they turn into sound bites if we don't take notes, if we don't create a journal, even if it's just the one liner that says, I did this, and I need to remember that I did this. And the the reason I understand that is because um, there was a, a prominent person, a couple of people in the community 
that when I asked the question, what gave you the courage to do something, they were annoyed because when you're people like Robin and yourself, um, you tend to move and just make things happen, and you don't have time to think about it. But then when you look back on it, you've made history, and that's the history that we need to know what you did and how you did it and, and how someone else can replicate what you've done. So congratulations to you on on some great things that you're doing. And the other thing I'd like to ask, um, when you say demo chicks, how many demo chicks are there? Are you walking alone, or are there some other people in your, your field that you know of? There are several several people, and one of the things that we do is we we interview women in the industry so that we can get to know more and more and more. And Demotics, although it focuses on non-traditional careers, it's empowering women as a whole, right? I, I see Demotics as a movement. So the women that I know who are in the industry, all shapes, sizes, and colors, they're all Demotics if they're doing something non-traditional, because we talk about breaking down barriers, going around them or through them. So we claim, we're claiming them all. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you. And Jackie, well, I was opening Jackie's mic, but I've lost you. But Jackie, oh, there you go. Um, Jackie, your mic is open. All right. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I dropped off, but I had to come back in because this is an exciting conversation. And, Robin, I just admire I am in awe of everything that you do. I love the name Demo Chicks, uh, but uh, I really admire everything that you do. So my question is this. You run three divisions. you got the Demo Chicks. You definitely are an advocate, especially for our, our young people in this industry. So I wanted to ask, what changes or improvements do you see or do you hope to see in the future regarding gender equality and representation within the construction industry, especially for these young girls? Well, as I advocate for non-traditional, I want to normalize it because when the more I say it, it's, it's not becoming as comfortable because you are what you say you are and words have power. So as we continue to stay non-traditional, I'm thinking – should we stop, <laughs> right, because we, we want to normalize these roles. And we want, we want girls to know that being in this industry isn't just about being in the dirt, playing in the dirt. Like people have these perceptions of what being a woman in the construction industry is. And I want them to know that you you can be in the field because some of us want to be there. We want to be hands-on. But you can also be in the corporate office. You know, you could be out in the field but not necessarily running equipment. So I think it's it's just important to know that they have the freedom to choose. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And once again, I just want to say thank you for the fact that we have uh, individuals like yourself, you know, organizations like, uh, NAVIC and others that can continue to advocate and lead the charge, you know, so that we will have those changing perspectives and uh, we'll be able to retain more women in the workforce, you know, especially in the construction industry, and we really will be inclusive. So thank you so much, Robin. 
Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Miss Jackie Perry, for that. It sounds like Demo Chicks and Nabwick, we're ruling the world, running the world together. You already know, with our red shirts and Demo Chicks flags. But this conversation is inspiring all, and the phone lines are off the chain, Miss Robin Thorne, this morning. We also have Miss Ann McNeil, who is still hanging around in the studio this morning. Miss Ann, good morning. Your microphone's open. Thank you, Robin. This is so inspiring. And one of the things that I loved about what you shared in your journey when you talked about networking and the benefit and power of networking, just continuing to go and go and go, and now how people are doing business with you, I like to call it the no like and trust factor, which is a book that I'm in the process of writing, hint, hint, Ursula, uh, along with the others. But the other item you mentioned that I just really would like to have you drill down a bit, and I know we're wrapping up, but I think it's vitally important when you made the comment about, you know, looking back on your time, you wish you had focused more. Can you share with us what would you have done differently? Because I think there's so many of our newest NABWIC members, especially coming to the construction industry, and they don't have great clarity about who they serve. So could you share with us what you would have done differently as relates to your networking and maybe targeting the market? Thank you. Well, understanding a client and their needs, like there was this one particular utility company that I followed for five years. I'm like, oh, they're utility. Surely they need environmental work, but not knowing the type of environmental work. So while we provide hazardous materials assessments, they needed cultural. So when we finally got the opportunity after five years and they were expanding and going through the desert, so they need that cultural piece, and I'm thinking, we can't even do that. I mean, we, we could do anything, but that wasn't our target. Our target was hazmat. So just understanding where that utility was going, so, so doing that research, you know, knowing the five-year plan, I was so focused on what can I do now, although I followed them five years, I wind up, you know, waiting, but just understanding where they're going and what their needs are and, and, and understanding that not everyone is my client, right? Just so doing doing research and having an understanding of what I'm going after and who really needs my services. Thank you. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you for sharing so much and being an open book this morning with us. But we still have one more person because everyone's pressing one on their phones. Mr. Gerald Barnes, your mic is open in the studio this morning. Good morning, and thank you for taking time out on this wonderful Wednesday. Um, Just searching back, I know you said that you uh, traveled out to the West Coast from uh, wonderful Philadelphia, and how is your business really spreading back across the country, and what things are you looking for to really build in that environmental space to be continue to be the trendsetter? And let's share a little bit about that, too, as far as bringing it back to the East Coast, because, you know, we need that, that good sustainability that you guys do out in California. Well, that is one of my goals. It's funny, my mother always says, you should do more business here so you can come home more often. 
And I said, hey, I'm I'm working towards it, Mom. (laughs) Let's make it happen. And so we, you know, people tend to say, why travel outside your backyard when all the opportunities are here? But in traveling outside my backyard, I'm not only creating opportunities for me, but creating opportunities for people on the East Coast, which I'm interested in doing. Um, However, most of our business is here in Southern California. Um, I do desire to go beyond that. And California is one of the most stringent states in the nation. I think Jersey's up there too. So the business that I learned to do in California, I believe that going somewhere somewhere else, I won't say it'll be a breeze, but I think that um, I'll be very successful in other markets and definitely looking for collaborations and and partners to be able to expand because I think that's how we can grow, right? We don't always have to go it alone. So I'm definitely interested in connecting with people, sharing some of what I've learned um, doing business here in the wild, wild west and being able to collaborate with others. That's beautiful right there. And we definitely appreciate you. We hear you. And we look forward to the connection because um, NABWIC is moving across the country as well, and we might as well be in Long Beach. And we welcome you. And yes, right. we are. Our flags are on the way. Thank you so much, Mr. Gerald, for your comments this morning. And Ms. Robinson, we have one more audience. So do you have everybody excited this morning? Um, dialing in. Ms. Shannon, your mic is open. You can go ahead and speak directly. Thank you. Well, we just appreciate uh, just hearing this amazing journey. And the question that I had surrounded entrepreneurship, and the question is, you know, when someone is working for a company and they're like, oh, I'm going to start my own company or, oh, I want to be my own boss, I wanted you to speak to the advice of when someone may want to just stick it out with a company versus when it may be time or when they may know it's time to, do, to be an entrepreneur. Um, there's a book called The E-Myth. And it's a book that speaks about how everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, and it's like a myth. They may make, they may make $5 a month for 10 years, and they're like, I'm an entrepreneur. So I would love for you to just speak about the realism of, hmm, do you really want to be an entrepreneur, or maybe you want to stick to your job and maximizing your time there. So that's my question, and thanks again for everything you're sharing. That's a great question because entrepreneurship isn't for isn't for everyone. And I, I meet people in the industry because everybody wants to be their own boss. And some people are better suited working in a job where they can provide access to entrepreneurs such as myself. And I've, I've had those conversations with people. Sometimes it's the peer pressure of why don't you start your own? But just realizing when you start your own, everything begins and ends with you. So you have to be ready for that. You have to be ready for when that paycheck doesn't come every two weeks. You know, you have to be ready for when you have to make those tough decisions. And and when it's difficult, you know, you don't just stop. you got to keep going. And so if, if a person's not prepared to deal with all of that, then they need to continue to work in the space that they're in. And I encourage people, if you're happy where you are and you're satisfied, you know, with your income, don't. Why become an entrepreneur? Because it's very challenging. 
freeing, right? I always say that I, I fell in love with the um, freedom over the security, and I'm glad the security caught up with me. But initially, when when I had challenges and all the obstacles were there, I love the fact that I still had my freedom. Question. Thank you so much, Shannon. Um, we have one more hand up in the studio. Tonya, your mic is open. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Robin, thank you so much for uh, being on here today and for dropping those gems, especially what you just mentioned. Um, I love that you spoke about the fact that we want to get to the place where we're not calling it non-traditional careers, right, that that uh, women will um, be accepted and um and be welcomed, period, within this industry. So, you know, you're already tackling that with Demo Chicks and just alone by having your own business and being successful. I wanted to know what your five-year five plan was um, moving forward and what you're going to tackle next. And I, I love that question because it's, it's always changing. Like what my five-year plans were last week have already changed, and I'm in the process of um, – reassessing that, but I always say that um, God has a greater plan for me, like, and I can't even fathom what he has for me. So sometimes, you know, I I think about where I want to be. I want to be comfortable in my life financially. I want to have the freedom to be able to travel when I want to travel. You know, I want to be able to, to have my lifestyle established. And what exactly that looks like, I don't know. You know, I'm a I'm a woman of faith, and I believe that the plans for me, the plans that I have myself for myself are much smaller than the plans that the Father has for me. So I look at my desired lifestyle, and I, you know, I'm prayerful and mindful of plans for me to get there. So I, you know, I keep that open. I I really leave that open. Hi, yes, wonderful Amen. Thank you. I'm, I'm, this is Ursula, and I'm glad Tonya um, asked that question because I was just thinking about something um, a little while ago and when I saw your name, Demo Chick, that reminded me of someone in Tampa that had a company, a towing company called It's a Girl. And I am lamenting the loss of that because I was so proud seeing that pink dump truck go by, a towing truck go by, and it's now no longer there. So you have a great name that um, I, don't, I don't know what your your logo is and things like that, but I hope it survives another generation because it, it also um, gives us a sense of pride that somebody's out there doing it um, and doing it big in your case. So. Just a thought. Well, it, it will go because we're we're in plans now to make sure of that. When I started um, Dental Chicks, my, my nephew actually created the logo, and it was, it was supposed to be me. So if you have not seen the logo, I would encourage you to go to our social media platforms and take a look at it um, because it was a logo before it was a movement, and people just love it. It's, the, you know, the image. Um, black girl, and we, we're making plans, and Demotics will be around because it's necessary, and I, I really feel that we have to be intentional about um, letting our girls know that these careers exist for them because if we're not intentional, we'll lose, you know, gener- the generations behind us. So we want to make it more 
um, want to give them that option so it's a choice for them whether they choose to engage or not. But definitely important to let them know that the opportunity exists. And I look at, I mean, I talk about demo ticks a lot, but I know that demo ticks exist because of CTI. So CTI is my platform to get me where I need to be so that demo ticks, more demo ticks can be born or, you know, created, built up. CTI is the platform. I'm definitely aware of that. But demo ticks gets all the love. Thank you. <laughs> That's usually how it goes in business, CTI and demo ticks. Um, but, Ms. Robin Thorne, this has been an absolutely amazing interview. Are you ready for the hard question? Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. First off, how can your new friends and family in NABWIC or your new potential clients get in contact? There are so many ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the best can, way? The best way is to visit us on our website or social media platforms, and everything is uh, CTI Enviro. So there's Charlie Tango Ice Cream Enviro short for environmental, so all of our social media platforms. And, of course, the website would be .com. And then Demo Chicks, because sometimes people misspell, so it's D-E-M-O-C-H-I-C-K-S. So that's Demo Chicks on all our social media platforms, as well as the website is .org. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. The website and a quick connect is at CTI and, and viral and at Demo Chicks on uh, IG for quick handles. Now, you shared and opened up a lot about your journey and inspiring others and being the voice and an advocate for non-traditional career roles. But what are you reading that keeps you going and keep motivating you? Well, I, I want to share that I need to read more. I'm moving so fast. People tell me about books on, well, it used to be CDs, but now I guess it's some other type of media. But I tend to All you got to do is read them books audible. Just download them audible. real quick. <laughs> I tend to, um, yeah, I tend to focus on scripture because it keeps me moving and it keeps me inspired. So I would say that's my favorite reference book. And right now I'm reading a book called Fervent by Priscilla Shire. It's a woman's battle plan for serious, specific, and strategic prayer. And I tend to like to read books that are inspirational, and I also read um, business books and business magazines, believe it or not, because magazines are, are easy read. Yes, and the business magazines, I find, are a quick catch-up, too. Like you said, you're always on the go and moving. I love reading the different um, industry magazines because just in case you're walking into a meeting, you pick up a magazine real quick, and that's a new conversation topic. But thank you for sharing your book list. Of course, always look into the Bible for those different scriptures and motivating everything you need there is in the Bible, as many of our fearless leaders have come on and shared with 
with us. And then you mentioned a book called Fervent by Priscilla Shia, which is an inspiring book. I hope I didn't butcher the name, but if you could repeat it one more time, because we will also include your book list in um, your uh, editorial on the as well. Priscilla Shire is S-H-I-R-E-R is her name. It's interesting you're going to be in New Jersey because I was reading a book that I read before called The Pack, Three Young Men Make a Promise and Fulfill a Dream. It's about these three young men who became doctors. They were friends. They grew up in the hood and decided they were going to go to school and be committed, and they helped each other out. And I reread that book recently. Love it, love it, love it. We're going to go ahead and add that in there as well, the pack. So we have our book list and our golden nuggets dropped on us this morning from Ms. Robin Thorne. We appreciate you and love to give you all of your roses now from NABWIC, and we look forward to all of your endeavors that you have lined up in the future. And we know we'll be making a connection and you coming back and talking more about Demo Chicks and CTI with our NABWIC family. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the energy on this call, too. You all are amazing. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, NABWIC World, all of our friends and family. We appreciate you tapped in with us every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. You can continue to find us here again next Wednesday morning, you know the time, 8.30 a.m. Until next Wednesday, have a beautiful, blessed day. This is NABWIC Talks. It's going to be a red-hot summer night at the Marriott Courtyard in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Wear red and join the National Association for Black Women in construction for an unforgettable night of connection and collaboration at our mid-year reception and networking party. Calling all builders, architects, suppliers, bankers, and industry professionals. Let's come together under one roof and unlock a world of possibilities. Shake hands and make plans. Network with the metropolitan area's finest in construction. Meet fellow construction experts. Exchange ideals and build valuable relationships that can propel your business to new heights. We want to see you there. Don't miss out on this remarkable event. Mark your calendars and get ready to network and grow with us at the NABWIC's Mid-Year Reception and Networking Party. Secure your spot now and be a part of this transformative experience. Tickets available on Eventbrite backslash 2023-Mid-Year Reception. Be sure to follow hashtag EmpowerBillProsper and at NABWIC on social media to learn more. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.